TJ and PK, it is time to bring in Brian Taylor from Real Golf Radio. You hear him Saturday mornings on the Zone Sports Network. Talking golf with Bob Casper. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Brian, good morning. It is a good morning, guys, and uh, so happy for Tony getting that win yesterday. I think all of Utah was rooting for him. It's been a long time coming. I wasn't. Yeah, you were. John Rom's a sun devil, man. I take my sun devil allegiance way serious. It's life and death for me. Sorry, Tony. Well, guess what? Your sun devil wasn't exactly in the picture. He's world number one, and he fell off uncharacteristically. And uh, Tony went out there and got it done. So it came down to Tony and an Aussie. I would think at that point in time you were squarely rooting for Tony. What about my connection to Joe Ingles? <laughs> wow, has he been stretching this all morning, PK? Yeah, he really has. Okay, all right. No, I was well, rooting I'm for Tony. Football's starting soon. Me too. <laughs> no, you have no but idea. Thankfully for Tony, winning when he won. No, I was definitely pulling for Tony. Absolutely, it was great to see. We all know his backstory. So the way I looked at it, though, you know, even when he lost that playoff in L.A. Uh, earlier in the year, I wasn't. I was disappointed for him in the moment. But he's got bigger aspirations than winning the LA Open, so I, di- I didn't think it was a crushing blow because I thought it was only a matter of time, and it's great that he got it, that he won this one. It's a big deal, too, playing on Monday uh, in literally in the shadow of uh, the New York City skyline with a lot of big names playing there. But I still think he's got bigger aspirations than even this. No, I think it's a really good point. You know, he in L.A., it, it was crushing um, to not get that done in the playoff. He got a bit unlucky, really. I mean, he, he alluded to it in his post-round interview about how, you know, he hasn't really felt like he played all that bad. He shot 64 to get into that playoff Riviera. Riviera is not an easy golf course. And so to shoot 64 on Sunday to get into that playoff. And look, Homa, what did he miss it under a tree on the par? Was it the par three? I think. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It looked like he was dead, and he got a good break where he was able to get a shot up there and make par. And Tony doesn't get it up and down. I mean, he, look, that's golf. Uh, just to give you an example, John Rom, right? He shared the 36 hole lead with Tony Finau. Both of them were leading going into the weekend, and John Rom, the number one player in the world, is now 0 for five in converting 36 hole leads on tour. Golf is hard, and and to your point, Tony's got. Bigger aspirations, I think, if he had had he won the L.A. Open, not only would that get the monkey off his back, it would be great for him, but that, that's not his goal, to your point. It's not his goal to win the L.A. Open. It's not his goal to win the Northern Trust. He's squarely in position to win the FedEx Cup and the $10 million that goes along with it and all of that. But, you know, he's looking forward to those four big events next year, right. you know, where he's played so well in major championships and top ten and been in a final group at the Masters. He knows he's got so much talent, elite talent, and sometimes it just has to all come together. 31 years old. Certainly not too late for him to go on a terror and uh, and make his mark in golf. And all that's true, but don't you think it just helps to win in that line of thinking and people bringing it up, get it out of your own brain. I won. That field was loaded with plenty of good golfers. Justin Tom- Thomas was top 10. Uh, Kevin Na was top 10. Rom was right there. So I beat these guys, and those are the guys he's, I mean, you never know, but those are the guys he's most likely to see in a major, too. So now he's done it. There's no doubt about it, DJ. And, and uh, Tony always talks about his belief, and he says you have to believe in yourself. And to be able to not have to answer the question, when are you going to win again, and even he said hopefully we'll have to wait five more years, 
Um, you know, it, it, it is big. I think it's big for the psyche. But to believe, I think that's what we love watching in sports, isn't it? And, and then oftentimes it's a team game where you've got to have everybody come together. There's no one else to come together in golf. You're, you're out there on an island. You're all by yourself. As Tony said yesterday, it's hard to fail in front of the world. It's hard to lose, I believe was the term, sorry. It's hard to lose in front of the world. And, um, it, you know, that, it's, a, it's a micro um, scope right there on top of you, and, and you have to hit the shots. And Cam Smith, I mean, think about how Cam Smith's feeling. Tony knows how he's feeling a little bit, right? I mean, Cam Smith was an was a eight-footer away from a 59, you know, just a couple of days earlier and has already won this year, is one of the best putters on tour, and, and he just the driver has been a struggle for him, and under the pressure he completely hits it out of bounds. I mean, that's, I don't think there's anywhere in his mind he thought that was going out of bounds. And so, um, you know, for Tony to, to step up there in the clutch, I mean, let's just look at his back nine, right? He entered the final round two back, but he turned it on on the back nine, stuffed it on 12, eagle on 13, birdie at 14, great par save on 15, adds another at 16, and then the clutch up and down at 18. I, I mean, I don't know, how, for, a, for a final nine thirty, that that is just some great, great playing, as he said, chasing the number one player in the world in John Rahm and, and doing what he needed to do, and then hitting the clutch tee shot on 18 as well and putting the pressure on Cam Smith. So I love it. Uh, he gets into the top six now uh, for Ryder Cup, so he'll make it automatically. No captain's picks needed. Um, so it's just a, it's a great it, it's a great story for Tony, great timing. And, and, and that's what you love to watch in sports, going back to the beginning of my comment, is how guys are able to battle adversity and then overcome it. It's inspiring for all of us in the little battles that we have in our own lives, not on as big of a stage as what we see these sports heroes do, and, and uh, it, it was awesome to watch. Really, really happy for Tony. Especially, there's two things I want to get to you with, but I'll get to the first one now and then circle back. Especially in his situation, because if you look at golf, by and large, it is the guys who succeed are the ones who come from some degree of wealth. There's very few Lee Trevinos and Tony Finau's who didn't come from much virtually came from nothing at all and made their way. It's somewhat of a country club sport, and you see it at the high school level. The teams that have the country club and the high school boundaries tend to be really good at golf because they're playing at a young age and they have all these opportunities presented in front of them. And Tony didn't have any of that. We all know his story. So it becomes even more inspiring for those So many of them, including myself when I was a kid, who didn't come from any degree of wealth. And it sends the message that work at it, my friends, whatever it might be, and you have the opportunity to succeed. I'm inspired. Let's go. Let's yeah. do it. Man. Yeah. It's, it's like feels like a Monday morning. Let's go get it. Let's make that sale. Let's close that deal. There you go. Let's go, PK, man. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> close that sale. ABC, always be closing, Brian. There you always go. Exactly. be closing hey i was curious about the uh you know just the fact that this tournament got to 20 under does it does the pga tour want if not a major you know and not everybody has to go crazy like the usga has and hold everybody to even par but 20 under good grief i mean the two guys in the playoffs neither guy had a round in the 70s well look we talk about this on the show quite a bit with the caddy but you give the best players in the world a soft golf course and perfect putting surfaces, and you can't. There's nothing you can do. Doesn't matter how long the golf course is. Doesn't matter how deep the bunkers are. You know they are just going to light it up. I mean, look at Tony hits a six iron two nineteen into thirteen, the par five, and just absolutely stuck it to what three four feet and knocks that in for eagle. I mean, you just you. you <laughs> 
the, the great equalizer in, in the game is not distance. It's firm, fast greens. And that is the only way that you can put pressure on these guys. And then you got to grow a little rough up because to hopefully take some of the spin off the shots that they're going into those firm, fast greens. So when you've got a hurricane that drops nine inches of rain, they were, I mean, that grounds crew pulled up a miracle just to get the golf course ready to play. So hats off to them. Um, really awesome that they were able to do that. But that golf course had no chance. And so Tony knew that. That's why he knew he needed to get to 20, and he had to put the pedal down. And, yeah, are you going to see normally back nine on Sunday, in this case Monday, you know, final round, you know, finishes? Not not normally, but, again, uh, it's an outdoor sport. Sometimes you get the baked out, you know, really tough conditions where holding on for par is good. And in this case, it was just, you know, forget about it. These guys are, especially when, when you're on like Tony's on, uh, he, he's going to light it up. Now, here's where I depart from you guys, and I think after I say what I say, you'll agree with me once again that I'm right and you're wrong, and that this doesn't take the pressure off Tony. If anything, it increases the pressure on Tony because you're really good. You had all these close opportunities to win golf tournaments. You didn't get it done. Now you got it done, and we expect more. We're much as given, much as uh, as expected as you guys know, you church-going dudes that you are. So with that in mind, that it doesn't decrease anything. It just increases. And when he tees it up next week and whenever, and the next year when we get to April, he's going to expect be expected to not only contend but to win, which is a great thing. You want that, and that's what he's got. Well, you know, it's where much is given, much is uh, required, I think, is actually the, uh, the church-going term. But we'll throw expected in there. For uh, the I mean, I term. get to the building, but I don't ever go in. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway... Um, <laughs> So d- does that ramp up the pressure? It's interesting because Tony, in his mind, if you listen to his comments, he hasn't changed his expectations one iota. So does it add more pressure where he becomes one of the favorites? I would, I would suggest that he has been one of the favorites going into all of the majors over the last several years. And if anything, he was starting to, I guess, fall out of that limelight, if you will. And, and I think Tony's a guy that thrives on it. You know, I think the fact that he played in the final group of the 2019 Masters with the greatest player maybe ever, certainly of this generation, in Tiger Woods, and got to see a firsthand look at how Tiger went on to win his 15th major. I mean, that that's invaluable experience, and he loved being there in the moment. And other than the shot he hit into the water on 12, he matched Tiger shot for shot down the stretch at Augusta National. So he knows he can he can do it. I don't think he's afraid of the moment. I don't think the pressure is going to be too great for him. I just think it's going to be. I think players will take confidence off of being back in those premier groups. And I've been watching Tony over the last, over this whole year, actually. If you look at it, he's he's suddenly not in those premier groups anymore. The guys he's being paired with in the first couple of rounds aren't the Justin Thomases and the John Roms. It's the, I don't want to call them B players, but certainly A minus players. And so with this win and being number one in the FedEx Cup, and by the way, with just, just a three tournament series in the FedEx Cup now, he's in great position to win that. The, the whole thing. Um, should he go on to become the FedEx Cup champ and play well in the Ryder Cup and all that, right? He is going to be in those premier groups. He'll be the darling. Everybody loves Tony. It's hard not to love Tony. Yeah. And now that he's winning, it's just going to, his popularity is going to go through the roof. I think his confidence goes right there with it. And, and I'm probably more on the side that we've got floodgates opening as opposed to in, increased pressure that's going to make it more difficult for him. Well, then all is well. Well, we've got to ask the question, man. Utes or Cougars? Everyone is trying to claim him. Everybody loves a winner. Kyle says, well, I don't want to tell you what Kyle says. Yak, play for him what Kyle says. 
One more time. <laughs> he's a youth. Yeah, he's a youth. He comes to all their games. But there's video of Kalani celebrating, watching, uh, watching him win. So, Uter Cougar, what do you think? I answered that question on your Twitter account already, by the way. Oh, good and I answered it, I'll answer it again on the air. He's Please. Utah. He's all of us. He's, he, he, no, he is no. red. He's blue. He's jazz purple. Cop out. He is, Cop he out. is all of us, and Cop. we all can relish in what Tony Fino no, no, does no, no, as no. a person and as an athlete. You can 100%. only be a Ute or a Cougar. You can't Not be true. both. Get out of town, Brian. Come on. If you didn't attend the school and you didn't play for the school, you represent all of us. And you know what? Right now, more than any, I know you, I know that I, I get it, that doesn't play the game on sports radio, but no. now more than ever, no. we need guys like Tony to bring us all together, yo. No, Tom, you're wrong. He's me. wrong. He's wrong. Tom Get Hagen. Tom Hagen tweets at us. If only there was something in his PGA bio to clear this. Tom up. Hagen. Yeah. The consulary. Exactly. <laughs> no, but Brian. A, Brian, my friend, I'll prove that you're wrong because you are an elected official. I represent it. We're going to reunite the country. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. You're a Democrat or you're a Republican. You're a Ute and a Cougar. And that's an excellent example because we all know the Democrats go to Utah and all the Republicans go to BYU. If you're going to lump politics into our sports talk, I think we're not going to tune in anymore. Sorry, man. Come on. You're killing me here. Well, we I'm a political animal and I don't make any apologies for it. <laughs> we, don't, we turn into DJ and PK because we don't want to listen to politics, man. We want sports. We want good stuff. Go back to that motivational speech. He wanted me to go close the deal earlier. I like that, PK. All right, but what are you going to be wearing? You're going to be a BYU entrepreneur or you're going to be a sociology major from Utah? Wow. Look at the stereotypes. (laughs) Just dropping them right and left. Just dropping. Hey, okay. All right. I'll feed into your point. Had a chance to go down to the Utah Open last week. And uh, speaking of BYU entrepreneurs, Ryan Smith spent some time with the media. And interestingly enough, Talked for about five minutes on Tony being an elite player right before he goes on to win. So, uh, so that's he knew. Cool. So, he knew. He knew. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's. I think he's played with Tony several times, right? Yes. The eighth item in his personal bio at the PJ Tour website: favorite teams are the Los Angeles Lakers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Utah Utes, and the USC Trojans. Oh, there. That settles it. He's a Ute. There it is. Although he lives in Scottsdale now, so we'll get him. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to turn him against USC and Utah? Yeah. That level of mediocrity? Come on now. Oh, listen to him. Oh, boy. You boy, do, we own a 6-3 and three record against you since you've been in the conference there, big guy. Is that true? Is that true? No, that's just six a fact. Three? I don't know if it's true, but it's a fact. <laughs> you will love this, and you know who said it too, Brian. We had a producer, and I don't know, I don't know what was said. Something was said, and the producer said, and that's a true fact. <laughs> and we have never forgotten that. That was hilarious. We burst out laughing. The producer, what? What? A true fact, as opposed to the other kind? A political fact. I think they're going back to PK. Wrap it all up there. There it is. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on and chatting about Tony's win. And uh, we will catch up with you again around the Ryder Cup, probably. Absolutely. And yes. Uh, and by the way, go youth. I'm excited. I'm, I'm a youth fan, but uh, not a hater. And uh, I'm sure Tony's uh, all about uh, his brother Kalani down there as well. So uh, good stuff. We'll look forward to the Ryder Cup. And hopefully Tony's hosting the hoisting that uh, Tiffany Crystal coming up here in two weeks. That'd be pretty sweet. Mm, yeah. Ten million bucks that goes with it.
<laughs> Not too bad. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Appreciate hey, you having me on. Thanks, Brian. Brian Taylor and Bob Cast will be on Saturday morning. Real Golf Radio here on the Zone Sports Network. The Ryder Cup starts one month from today. I do agree with Brian that it increases his profile even more. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, but I also think it increases the pressure. But he, the pressure is an outside thing. It's nothing that he needs to worry about. But when they tee it up, especially if he wins this playoff spiel and gets the $10 million, he's now virtually a household name. And to be a household name, you got to have one of the big four alongside you. The best golfer, never to win a major. Yeah, that's not a bad title because that means you're obscenely rich and you play golf for a living. So you know, think at it from our perspective, but those guys want to win. But it creates a little more pressure. It does. Absolutely. Because there's a little bit of, hey, you really ought to be getting this done going there. And I think he will get it done. Well, because he's still what thirty one. That's so, what Brian said. I right. So he's got that. another. You got to figure. You never know injuries and all that kind of stuff. But it stands a reason. At least five years. Oh yeah, I was going to say another thirty majors. But I'm just minimally at least five years. So that's. I was 20. thinking more ten, which fine. would be forty. Fine. Fine. So thirty so splits the difference. You may not be healthy for all of them. Yeah, we've already watched you pop your ankle out and, and horrify us all by he's popping tough. it back. He, he's he, poly he tough, brother. It. He also wasn't going to win. He doesn't go to the doctors. About. You know, well, we won't even get into it. I he'll diagnosed <laughs> this as a dislocated angle. He'll Bang! Turn, he'll turn thirty-two on September fourteenth. Okay, okay so, so he's the same age as Taysom Hill. Think about that. So he'll be thirty-two and a half when the Masters starts. Correct. Basically. Uh, that's pri- he's prime. That's prime. Thirty-two is not even close to. Uh, this is not the NFL here. Uh, when you're you know, starting on the, especially if you're a running back or what have you. So I expect him to not only contend because he's already done that. I expect him to win. Absolutely, I expect him to win. <laughs> we all do. Tom, Tom just tweeted a picture of. Uh, that's the consigliere from now on, Tom Hagen. Uh, just tweeted a picture of, uh, of Tony on the sideline at Rice Eccles. And there's some dude mugging for the camera in the first row. Classic. Behind Tony? Yeah. Tony's on the, uh, looks like he's on the sideline. You know, I know he's standing on the 25 So someone's taking whatever. a picture of him and somebody. Yeah, Tony's looking back. right into the camera and smiling. And somebody's photobombing? It looks what? like, um, well, essentially, yeah. I mean, he's, he's not like standing right behind Tony because, you know, on the sideline, it looks like Tony's on the sideline and someone else would be in the end zone. Uh-huh. And they're kind of shooting diagonally across that. And then there's, uh, and there's a guy ma- <laughs> making a face. He looks like he's, he's probably 35 or 40, but he's making a face like he's a 12-year-old because he realizes, oh, they're taking a picture of Tony. I'm probably in it. So. He's a ute, man. Mark Harlan tweeted yesterday when Tony won, let's go with about six O's and an exclamation point. All right, there. I sent that. Uh, I retweeted that photo. You can see it for yourself. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Covered a lot of ground this morning, and we will get you up to speed next.